0: All right, everyone, Wrestling Court, back in session. I'm your host, Julian Cannon, here with my good friend here, Rob. We got a lot of shit to talk about, including the fact that a lot of Gen Z are calling out on a lot of bullshit that they see on Black Friday. I'm not sure if you saw any of that, but how are you doing?
1: I uh, I didn't see any of it. What was that about?
0: No, they're calling out all these companies with their stupid um deals, which is between 10 to 15% off on Black Friday.
1: Well, let's... Be real. Uh, duh. I, what well, they <laughs> just woke up to this. It's always been that case. Let me tell you, 20 years ago when I used to go shopping, right? FYE, FYE was like uh, a video store. You guys, if you guys don't know, it was a video store you go to, you buy like DVDs. Just like Sucker City. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, I would go like well before Good Friday, Black Friday. And I would see like the DVD. Let's say it was Dragon Ball Z DVD. It was like, uh, 20 bucks for like three episodes, because that's how it used to be. <laughs> I walked yeah. in one day, legitly, two days before Black Friday. So it was the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. And they had slapped a sticker on it, and they raised the price to $27.99. <laughs> so I was like, and I called the manager. I said, like, what the fuck? He's like, oh, that's always been the price. And I just peeled off the $27.99. I'm like, it's $19.99. <laughs> He looked at me and said, oh, you can't be ripping off the labels like that. I'm like, oh, I buy from you all the time. Legitly, you change the price before Black Friday, then you put the 15%. So literally, it went from $19.99 to $27.99. Then on Black Friday, it would go down $24.99 saying it was a sale. After that, two weeks is up. It would go back to the $19.99 price. And then two weeks before Christmas, they slap it back up again and and they would do it. That's it between Black Friday and Christmas. They do this all the time. This is not a new thing. So all these Z years. Oh my no, god! what the
0: thing is, is like that <laughs> the thing is, is that that generation they're now shopping for Black Friday for the first time. Unlike my old ass millennial and your Gen X, we've been dealing with this shit for years.
1: It's not. It's not a new thing. I, like really, like you're shocked. Like oh my god! Like this is why we shop online, Stuna. That's why you don't. Buy, that's why you don't. Shop oh no, money. no, no! That includes Cyber Monday, man. It's a lot but, of the no, deals were shit too. Of course they were. Idiots! I'm calling <laughs> everyone who fucking was shocked idiots because you're looking at it when you have a, a whole countrywide sale. Know that it's not a sale, you idiots you are an idiot you're you do not give me that you haven't experienced this before you know maybe if you're new to shopping talk to an older person maybe you should know someone you know i know everyone is like to talk to people who are above their age cuz god forbid they don't know shit um we kind of do cuz we've fucking experienced it already <laughs> and we anybody would have told you you're shopping on black friday only two things happen on black friday arrests and fish fights
0: well good, and for good what
1: thing, good thing we didn't get any of that this year Really, I'm surprised. I didn't pay any attention. So I don't know. I, I, I don't. I don't bother. I don't shop. I never done Black Friday. Never done a Black Friday scene in my life ever because I know better. Because I'm like, why would I spend the money? Because you know what, the best thing to do. See, when Cyber Monday used to be a big deal was years ago, and what you had to go to was legitly New not Best Buy. You went to New because New Egg already is a cheaper price than all the other stores. Right, right. If you want electronics, you deal with Newegg, and then this Cyber Monday sales just be great. I don't know anymore, but I ain't got no money, so I didn't buy shit. (laughs) Well,
0: let's uh, get right into it. Um, The last few weeks, a lot of things happened, but... um... Probably the big news of this week, which came out about an hour ago, is William Regal leaving AEW. Now, when I saw this on Wednesday, I felt like that was his exit. I didn't think it would happen this soon. But it goes mm. to goes to tell you that William Regal was not only a WWE lifer it, i felt like he didn't really belong in um aew sure the blackpool combat thing was um cool but there was no substance to it whatsoever so he's going back to WWE as a scout and that's gonna take um place early next year
1: okay i mean i mean i had i love seeing him i thought he was fun on commentary i love when he would joke around with um excalibur he was he gave a lot he was a lot of fun to have it was a great story, and it was a great build for MJF, too. It really helped um, MJF's character because like, you know, he helped MJF, and then MJF takes him out. Uh, if, it, if he doesn't go back and won't be on TV until next year, that's great because I feel at the end of the day, writing him off TV for a bit, and at least he's injured and he won't come back. I, I just don't want to see like him showing up on TV on Monday or, two, or whatever. Like showing up at TV at all after he's supposed to be literally beaten up and out, you know, that would be – would. I think it, would, it wouldn't – okay, it wouldn't hurt a storyline that much, but it would take away from the impact of what, how they run him off. You know what I mean? Yeah, but that goes to my other problem with Tony
0: Khan. The whole, the whole booking of William Regal has been weird. I mean there's a lot of stories that they tried to set in place but had no payoff whatsoever.
1: I had no problem with what he did. I mean, like I said, the Blackpool Combat Club was really good. It, 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 yeah, but they had, its him, course.
0: they had him turn on freaking Moxley, and they never even resolved it. They had the whole shit with him and Brian never resolved it. Like, what what, it was with, what is it with this?
1: Well, what's really crazy is that I was wondering, okay, when he told him to run, they could just wrote him off that way. But having him come back out MJF... To, to finalize it i was curious maybe they were still working out some kind of an arrangement you know what i mean so i'm not too sure exactly because the two week the, the, the last two weeks was two different kinds of um yeah it was a me- yeah it was a mess rob you gotta admit it, it's, it was It's a not mess. a mess it's one yes, character it that you, first out, it's a character <laughs> you said that wasn't even developed enough so how is it a mess if it wasn't even developed enough? not, not me- from not from wriggle from tony kong's booking it was fine. It might think is, all right, he ran away. But of course, he's got to come out with MJF. They were going to explain it, and MJF turned on him. Great. They explained it, and he's off. Um, now, what we're doing is building up that, obviously, you're going to see the next three guys that MJF is going to have to battle with. It's going to be, obviously, Ricky Starks, obviously Eddie Kingston, and then Brian Danielson. Now, the idea with Moxley, Moxley was supposed to get time off, but because of the whole uh, punk and the young bucks, he – postpone his time off. Like legitly, this dude was supposed to get three months off. You know, he asked for his time and they would get they granted it, but then he being a a, a part of the company, he, he stayed in. Maybe this, you know, they take the time off him now and he sets up stuff for later on. He should be he should not be on. We shouldn't see Moxley for a while. Like I think Moxley should be off TV. Be Moxley's take that three months off he needed to come back. There's enough guys right now in the company that can keep this afloat. There's plenty of guys to go around. So uh, that's my only thing is I get Mox off the of TV for a bit, and then I think it would set it fine. He was taken out. Brian Danielson telling him that that's like he was like a dad to me. Blah blah Boom. Sets up stuff. So later on, when they want to have a let's say a Danielson again and a Mox if they need that kind of a storyline again, which I don't think they really need, um, but if they do want to do that, they could bring that interaction that happened and resolve it later on. That's fine.
0: We're talking about on screen now. Let's go off screen. Do you think this also could have been to the fact that uh, William Regal tried to coach a lot of these AEW wrestlers, but they was not listening? I mean, it goes back to what CM Punk said, that he worked with fucking children. I mean, we're starting to see a lot of this come out. Um, The Young Bucks and Omega stuff that's going on on TV and their YouTube clips. Uh, we saw that with Adam Page. I mean, is this the start where we're going to see a lot of the legends
1: start to voice more about this? No, I don't think, from what I'm really hearing, he actually supposedly had a clause in his contract. And that's a really weird clause to have, but if he did have it, like, hey, look, if Triple H wants or maybe it wasn't even a Triple H, maybe if WWE ever asked him to come back, he can go. I think that was what was in the contract. There was something in the contract.
0: Yeah, maybe have been so, something in the contract, but do you think that could have been another reason for him to leave?
1: No. I mean, with all due respect, um, he's been scouting guys out for, for years, in all promotions, he's gone to all shows. You're going to tell me that there's not been a bunch of kids, young guys, that don't want to hear stuff all over the place? So my thing is that just because you work for a company, and there's been guys in WWE who've had issues and and, and did not want to listen. I mean, it, it goes everywhere. It's not just in one company. It's everywhere. Yeah, it's um,
0: everywhere. But we're hearing it more with AW since that company has a lot more younger people than, uh, say, WWE or Impact.
1: I mean, you could say they have a lot more younger people, but not really. I mean, I mean you the, have a couple, the active the active um, talent roster. I mean, okay, with the active talent roster, you, I mean we say they're young, but most of these guys have wrestling with seven to ten years already. I mean, MJF, no, he's what seven years or pro,
0: seven
1: um, seven. Uh, Jungle Boy has been doing it since he was a child training. So he's 20-something. So he's been doing it for about four or five professionally.
0: Yeah, that's that's uh, my point. That they're yeah. all A lot of them are 20-somethings. Yeah, 20-something, yeah.
1: Yeah, they are young. But at the same time, I feel that when people discredit youth just because they're young. And I, I'm very much against a lot of um, – I'm not going to say that you shouldn't listen to uh, someone with experience. You absolutely should pick people's brains. But when something works for a character, works for a wrestler, and it's working well, and it's not – I I would be pissed off of a talent who is not working. He's not connecting with the crowd. He's not connecting with the fans. He's not selling fucking merch like crazy. Those are the guys that should be really going to the veterans and asking for help. A guy who's proved himself and is a top merch seller and is doing great storylines and is a great character and he knows what he's doing. Should just not have to go, oh, I don't know shit because you've been here longer. Just because someone's around longer, let me no disrespect. Are you gonna ask Glacier for advice over let's say fucking uh Regal? No, no, Glacier. That's, 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 that's fucking like, 90s. That He's is a like dude, that is like asking a
0: tight end for advice over Tom Brady. I'm like, <laughs> say what you will say what you will about Tom Brady, but
1: he would be the first person I'll ask for advice. If you want to pick Brady, but you pick someone who has been at the top of that mountain. Okay, no disrespect to any veteran. Uh, A lot of these veterans that they do have are coaches to help do more of the teaching the younger guys who haven't gotten to work with a camera. And if you see from first year to this year a lot of the young talent, how much better they are in front of the camera, that's the point of a veteran backstage is that part of the wrestling. Because that's something you can't do on the indies. You could talk a great game. Look at MJF. He's just also, MJF doesn't count. He's He's unique. Yeah, it's, He's, it,
0: it, yeah. It goes back to why I said many times: whatever yeah. you can do on the Indies,
1: you do not do on the national scale. You in wrestling and fighting, yeah, but not in when trying to uh, address the audience. And I don't mean the crowd. I'm talking about the people at home. Of course, they don't have to. When you're at an audience, you're when you're doing a live show at a crowd, you, you that's your people you are. You need to get the attention of, and that's a different experience from then doing it for TV. And that's why Malinko and, and Jerry Lynn and all those guys are backstage, not about the in-ring product. It's about getting the, those in-ring part with the, uh, the, the wrestling part to connect with the character. Cause a lot of indie guys have a character, but sometimes that character cannot translate on TV because okay. it's meant for, it's meant for an in-person relationship, you know? And then it's also a weird conundrum too, because at the same time, uh, when you're watching at home, the the crowd isn't invested. So it's kind of like you got to walk that fine line between being really good at talking on TV. See, that's why I think Miz has a problem. And it's he's a veteran for 20-plus years. His character was developed and created in a WWE product. So he doesn't need to connect to the crowd as much as he knows he needs to connect to the people at home to get them to come and boo him. There is a difference. He does fail a lot where – You'll watch a mismatch if there isn't the guy opposite him who's phenomenal. If it's a mediocre thing, the crowd is lackluster. So he has that opposite balance. He has the TV knowledge, right? But he doesn't have that being around to understand how to really relate to crowds. There is a real fine line, and I've been watching a lot of the territory videos. That's one thing you learn from Beyond the Territories. It's getting those seats because you didn't care about the TV. The TV was just icing. Yeah, and but now, um, now TV is much more
0: valuable than it was oh, when absolutely. the Territories were around. But,
1: but watching at home, if I'm watching a show and the crowd is dead during the segment, you will go, what do we joke? Piss break. We call it a piss break, right? That's what we call it. Up, oh, That's a piss break because you know the crowd's dead. They're not going to get you invested. And, and if that Guy in the and in, in that ring cannot get you invested. I mean, let's be real. Uh, I would rather have you have a guy like Christian and you pick Christian's brain because look what he was able to do with with Jungle Boy, how he got that crowd to be invested in Jungle Boy, and how Jungle Boy, even with his limited uh mic skills, which he's gotten much better, but he's he's still learning. He like you said, he's young. But he's learned a lot from Christian. Yes,
0: and brother. Christian's
1: helped elevate that he, storyline. Yes, he did. And let me also add to
0: that. Um, I just hope we don't start seeing more stories of a few months ago when Adam Page was like, oh, I don't listen to the vets.
1: <laughs> See, Adam, we Adam do not Page, le- he was stupid for saying that. Did he not think that was going to get back to him? Well, the thing with Adam Page was saying that was very wrong. Okay, that's that's, that's don't listen. Here's the problem. Adam Page is a perfect example of what I was trying to explain. He has the ring skill, but he's not – he connected with the crowd to a point. But we would watch him, and we, Julian, we've said it before. I watch him chase the title, but when he has that title, it's not going to mean shit. He is a wrestler who doesn't – it's the chase, not the title that's making him important, and that's a problem. And that's because he's not listening to veterans who have been to the top. And once you get that belt, the belt doesn't make you. You have to make that belt mean something. Yeah, it's more than just I'm getting onto
0: the top also. It's um, add to the fact that a lot of these guys need to slow it down when it comes to
1: TV. Save
0: all your shit for the pay-per-view.
1: It's true, but I've noticed that TV has become way more important than even pay-per-views. With with AEW, it's a little different than WWE's product because – they do not have a monthly pay-per-view, which I'm glad they don't. I don't need a monthly pay-per-view. Uh I, I WWE has to bill for that pay-per-view or, or or premium live event or whatever they want to call it. Yeah. Um, I'm still yeah, i gonna call it pay-per-view. <laughs> yeah, we not WWE's not having a pay-per-view in December. Next one's the war. Which is Rumble. good.
0: Yeah, it good. is good. They did this yeah. last they did this last year too. Um they skipped December for the pay-per-view and did the January one.
1: I think it's way better. Well, they also try to do that day one type thing, which I think is just unnecessary. Um, I feel that if you can make your TV mean more, then the pay per view means more. And that's one thing people forget about the attitude error between the war. It wasn't just about the pay-per-view. The pay-per-view was a culmination of these weekly buildups. What? Wow, Stone Cold's doing this to Vince every week. What's he going to do to him at the pay-per-view? And that pay-per-view became a huge buy because of the week's building up. So, yes, TV is super important. Always has been because that's your weekly money. But I feel like, you know, uh, especially for WWE's product, they do have more than enough time that they can – Triple H has shown that we can take our time to develop stuff. And that was something that, and, and take your time. You know, just because something doesn't get over right away, do not kill it. That was an old Vince thing. Vince would give up on stuff. We, how many times we used to joke around with, like, oh, Vince is yeah. good. Well, three, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> weeks, three weeks, it's dead. You know, but
0: Triple H has been doing um, much better in the last five months than I'll say Vince has in the last five years. I mean it's sad because you know what Vince it is sad had, because Vince Vince only cared about what he thought was good. At tri- yeah. triple H, it's a totally different story.
1: Go figure out a younger, a slightly younger person taking over a company can make a product more hip. Huh. A 75-year-old person who eats steak burritos, and don't know what the fuck it is, is is not known on the pulse of what's popular. Hey, Karrion Cross got over because Karrion Cross was got over, it. his gimmick got over. It. Well, you know what? I don't get it. Was he into SM. Throw him in a bondage mask. It's like, well, no, you, <laughs> you Stupid see, fucking helmet. <laughs> and, you know, it was like at the same time, it's like he was so afraid to allow the wrestlers to be. The, look, NXT said, hey, we're going to bring guys in that are already popular. That only adds to the product more because, hey, we don't have to spend a million weeks with these guys. They are. We well, they got a built in fan base. And they will come because they like this guy. And what Vince did was like, all right, I'll let you. It's trip. It's it's NXT. It doesn't matter. So then what happens? NXT was fucking killing it. We were loving it. So yeah. Vince's like, oh, I want that guy, but I don't want that guy being that guy. I want him to be what I want him to be. It's like, no, see, Vince, stop it. Fuck shit, dude. You know you didn't like. I'll say it a million times. You didn't create junkyard dog. You didn't fucking create. Like you didn't create these guys. What you did was you you did create some gimmicks for some guys. You know, Kurt Henning was a famous wrestler, uh, very popular in his territory with his dad. Yep. Is you know, but obviously you made the Mr. Perfect gimmick, which was almost the Red Rooster's gimmick, which I was like, hey, it, it worked better for Kurt Henning anyway. Oh yeah, I mean because Kurt was just a better talent uh no disrespect to uh who terry taylor him? terry taylor terry taylor but yeah he, know, had,
0: he had not the same charisma as Kurt had. no terry would never not have it.
1: pulled that off no he couldn't he couldn't have but at the same time it's like you know they brought in talents that were already known names and made just give them a bigger stage for most of these guys like you know you didn't create sergeant slaughter you didn't create like a lot of these characters because they existed we all know they existed look you weren't creating piper piper Man, I was watching some of Piper's old stuff. I was watching a lot of the territory stuff and seeing Piper man doing shit that he was doing in uh what was it Portland? Portland. Man, that was amazing to see Piper this fucking I had seen some footage and I didn't know where it came from. Like you see like these highlight clips of Piper outside WWF. I'm like, oh look at look at this, look at this. Like where, where's that from? Like where's this from? Mm-hmm. You know? Like in the varying of quality, but you just like the, but it didn't matter about the quality of the video. It was what he was doing. And man, was Piper fucking perfect. And and I think that's the problem is that here we are nowadays. We have to be TV ready, but at the same time, you need to be able to connect with the fans. And I feel like maybe having – maybe that's the reason why, like when WCW had the power plant, there really wasn't that many success stories from the power plant. Because other just than, like other than, uh, let's
0: see, Goldberg, um, yep. Sean O'Hare, uh, Martin mm, Track.
1: Mm, Tra- mm, Tra- you keep calling these successful. Gregory Helms. I, I mean, we're, we're, we're like, we're kind of we're, we're really.
0: There's a, there's, a, there's, a,
1: there's a few good jokes that came out of Power Plan. There's good, you know, those guys who already wanted to be wrestlers who went there to get seen. Let's be real. Helms and all those guys didn't go there because. <laughs> There's no place for him to go. Yeah, shit. This is a bigger stage. They're fucking shelling out money. I want to go there. But Goldberg is the one shining example of let's take a guy who has no fucking concept of this fucking product and, and we'll shoot him to the moon. And that was smart. I mean, it worked. It could have failed, but it wouldn't matter. It, it wouldn't matter regardless. Well, but In today's world, we got Bianca Belair. We got Big E and we have a few others that had no
0: um, knowledge of wrestling that came in and are superstars today.
1: And with the best part of a guy like Big E. Is that once they stop saying he's the big black dude and just let him be fun, it changed the dynamic of who Big E was. Yep, it saved him. And in fact, I, it honestly was Xavier Woods and and Coffee when they put the yeah, group together. Yeah, you know, you
0: know how how many times was it during the whole years we've been doing the show that we kept saying is Big E gonna be released yet? Is he gonna be released right before the new day? Because there was yeah. stuff that he, they kept trying with him that wasn't working. Well, granted, when New Day first came out, we all thought it was going to flop, but we were proven wrong, and he's one of the biggest stars today.
1: If it would have stayed the way Vince envisioned it, it would have failed. Exactly. He was straight up. You look at that first couple of appearances. They were trying to make a positive version of the Nation of Domination, and that would not have succeeded in the time frame we were living in at that time. It was better. Sick and tired, like you know. Vince has the trope. Big black dudes gotta be very serious. You know who was fun? Fucking Ron Simmons was a serious motherfucker. But when he went to the APA and he was doing the damn thing, he got so more over. And now before that, Ron was a superstar in WCW. I mean, obviously, I mean, I'll use that a little more loosely because of how they treated a lot of the wrestlers. But you get my point. Yeah, the, the he connected with those fans. Ron Simmons was connected with the fans down there. You know, J.Y.D. connected with the fans. You can have black wrestlers that don't have to always be like either super serious or super, I'm dancing. Coco beware, dancing. You know, J.Y.D., I'm doing the J.Y.D. dance. And then, you know, it's yeah. like you don't need that. You could literally be fun and different. And that's if you look at guys like Colfi and Xavier, they are not the archetypal, stereotypical, what people think a black person should be in wrestling. That's
0: right. You could
1: be anything you want. Your skin tone means nothing to your character. That's why, if you look at Athena, when she would come out with the cosplay wings and do try to be something different, a lot of people were like, Well, this is not what we expect her to be. They want her to be just a serious, like mean, tough black girl. I was like, Well, what's the point of that? You had jazz already. You know, she shouldn't be a jazz. Speaking, she needs of, to be uh, speaking of Athena, I hope
0: she changes her finisher soon. I mean, oof, how many people we've seen over the years that had their backs fucked up with finishers like that. I mean, Randy Orton's yeah. the next example. We read a report earlier this week saying that Fusion, there's no... right? Yeah, there, there, there's no really timetable for Randy Orton to come back because, you know, he had the back surgery finally. Yeah, I mean... But Randy has been
1: on TV for years and then he went through a bunch of serious injuries. And he was out for a while, remember?
0: Yeah, it was, and, but... um,
1: In the shoulder time, and...
0: This time we don't know when he's coming back because once you get that back surgery, that's the start of the, your career winding down. Hogan got it. Uh, Matt Hardy, even though his career should have ended five years ago, got it. <laughs> a few others, man.
1: Well, well, my thing is like uh, with the back fusion, that's what HBK was out uh, for, and it? and uh, Diamond Dallas Page too. Yeah, but HBK got it was out for a few years, came back. He had the, he didn't he had the best career run of his career. Uh, after the fusion was fully healed, but it did take—it took four a, years, four years of not being on TV. They made him a commissioner. They tried to do anything just to keep him, and, and say he's not going to wrestle because he, the fusion. That's and also Randy has done enough. Randy doesn't need to be a full timer ever again. Uh, he is at that stage of if Randy shows up, that song plays. He could cut an RKO and leave the fucking ring and not have to actual wrestle. Yeah. like a stone cold type of thing he don't need to uh do that and that would be the best thing for randy because he's still i mean he's fucking still young so yeah he just turned what he's about 42 right now he's younger than me fuck <laughs> he's fucking 42 years old he's a fucking baby bro like go chill out take a couple years off come back and then yeah boom. he's 42 he's born in 1980 he's born in 1980 okay so yeah he's younger than me I would wipe his ass when he was a kid. Um, but my <laughs> thing is at the end of the day is that like he needs that time off. He deserves that time off. Certain finishes will, will fuck people up worse. Um, I feel it's also just on your body structure and how you handle stuff. Now, with all due respect, I've seen – look a guy like – I don't want to bring him up because he's not on TV right now, but uh, Jeff Hardy. Jeff Oof. doing all that shit he's done for all these years like I you never really saw him slow down until very recently where obviously it's more of a um, substance Yeah and look at
0: that he's never had surgery up until that motorcycle accident
1: and what, best part is, it had nothing to do with wrestling. It was exactly, a motorcycle <laughs> accident, and that was Jeff Hardy, who we kept saying is going to die in the ring from what he's doing, and he never had surgery, he never needed surgery. There's and just then, certain people then, who and just and like then that. Then you
0: look at Matt Hardy. Every single yeah. time, every time this guy walks, I just think to myself, this guy needs to retire. You know, Ever I since sh- that cage match he had with Edge in um two thousand five, where he took that leg when he um yeah. did that leg drop off the top of the cage, that was yeah. the time clock where it started.
1: Well, my thing is that Matt was never supposed to be what Jeff does. Matt was the other guy. Like it was Marty Jannetty, Shawn Michaels, right? Shawn was the high flyer, Marty was more ground. That's what Matt's position was always supposed to be. Yeah, you did, you did, you could be a part of a ladder match, but you should be not doing leg drops off the top of the cage. You are not Jeff. You, we would not be mad if you didn't do that spot. You don't <laughs> have to do that spot. Like there's ways of taking spots as safely as as safely as you possibly can. I should clarify what I'm saying. You know, there are ways of taking spots. But when you're leaping off of a cage to go ass first, doing a leg drop, you're going to compress your spine. <laughs> That's why you're taught to land flat flat back. Not ass down. This is this is fucking wrestling one on one. But you know, it's a leg drop. You know, but leg drops weren't meant to be off the top of a cage. Leg drops are meant to be five feet off the air. Yes, we're but we're not, telling all the secrets. Yeah, I mean, let's be real. It's ways of doing when you're when you're doing a leg drop. It's not meant. It's like we doing the fucking when the big fat dude wrestles. We do the splash. You know, oh, it's the tsunami or it's the wave or it's the big whatever they wanted to call the the the, the fat guy splash. A lot of those guys were not, you know, a lot of the heavier wrestlers weren't all athletes. And dropping, just to do the special loan, they wouldn't wear knee pads. And they would damage their knees by flopping because you have to land on your knees and elbows over the person's body or put your arms out. Uh, But your knees take the full impact. And if you weigh 400 pounds, 350, everyone goes, oh, that was a weak-looking splash. Do you know what that's doing to the fucking guy doing the splash? Exactly. At his weight, King Kong Buddy never really did a splash. Why did Yokozuna always did the sit down? Remember, he, he would knew, do he the knew he, he knew he didn't want to mess up his knees. He didn't want to fuck up his knees because he was fucking 450, 500 pounds. Like <laughs> come on. And being he was a Samoan, he was just naturally more gifted and stronger, but still he wasn't going to do that. Let's it, see. It did... here.
0: <laughs> Have you been watching Tales of the Terror? From oh, the my God. I caught up on all of them, man. They are, I don't know oh. what the newest – what's the newest one that came out? Uh The one that came out earlier this week was um, Jim Crockett Promotions. Jim Crockett. Did I see
1: Jim Crockett? A.K.A. N,
0: aka NWA WCW.
1: Oh, I saw the WCCW. World
0: Class. That one was yeah. really, really good. Um, A lot of I saw- good highlights that came out of that one – which what uh, I'm glad for is that uh, they didn't really highlight the von Eric deaths because that's been done to death. You don't need um, to talk
1: about the deaths. That has nothing to do with what was about that. It was about the promotion, not the deaths. Absolutely.
0: They painted Fritz von Eric as some kind of damn hero, even though he wasn't, but okay. But
1: uh <laughs> hey, you know, his son's son's there and his son's gonna defend the dad. You can't you can't, you know what I'm saying? Like one thing, um is what
0: is. one thing I've always said about world class compared to the other Promotions is that their production was far better than every other territories at that time.
1: Yeah, which is crazy to see because if you look like, like we, I was talking about the Portland one, the Portland one seemed like that was a way more fun show if you were live, you know. Yeah, uh, but at the same time, man, they they had Pittsburgh. That's what the student, the TV show told them but the TV network was like your production shit. Like Vince has got this produced video, and we don't have to. He's paying us. So yes, you're
0: out. Real, Real Class was one of the first to use multi-camera angles instead of yep. using a hard cam. Yep. Uh another w- episode I liked also, um, which was AWA. That one was really good. Uh, we got more into the mind of um Vergagna. Uh, my favorite of the season so far is Andy Kaufman and um Jerry Lawler, which Very I knew well that done. was. Yeah. Very well done. Um, my least favorite so far was the Stampede Wrestling. I did like David Schultz's story about the cookies, lacing them up.
1: <laughs> that one was yeah. fucking funny. Uh, well, you know, I thought the one with the Polynesian Wrestling wasn't as, like, it seemed like it was kind of... um. That one I felt was a bit rushed. Rushed? And it was more there just because Rock's family, because Rock's p- was the co producer of this series. So I feel like they had to put it in. But really, there wasn't much going on in that brief whatever. And the footage was, you know, it's, it was a good show. And then the idea that, you know, New Japan pro wrestling and WW, you know, WCW wrestlers can come over, whatever they were at the time. uh, They all can come over and they all were wrestling at the show. And, I mean, that's all cool and well. But, like, I felt like at the end of the day, then they chucked over to like when the rock was a kid and he was in Nashville had nothing to do with the territory. <laughs>
0: exactly. But they
1: had to bring it up because that's really what it's more about is that the idea of the legacy of the wrestlers involved made the rock more than it was about it's they should have just done instead of about it being a territory episode they really should do a dark side not not a dark side of me but about Samoan wrestlers just in general. Not like like you know They just made it seem like the Polynesian thing, and it was all this. and It really wasn't that controversial, and it really wasn't that more entertaining than it could be. And that's good. Hey, they had a normal kind of production, which is fantastic. But at the same time, I felt like there was definitely some stuff um, padded. Like They padded some episodes to make them seem more – you know what I mean? Yeah, and it's just sort of, yeah. Uh, championship wrestling from Florida.
0: That episode yeah. was really good. Um, they yeah. actually also dived more into Hulk Hogan broken breaking in. Um yeah. because remember, Hogan said that um on his first day of training, his leg was broken. I like how they expanded on that story and saying that this guy got his leg broken by this person. Um, once Hogan came back to prove his worth, they started to really train him. I'm like, that's the old school way.
1: So I think that's you know, I mean. Imagine you go for a job, right? And they got to train you and they fucking break you on purpose to see if you're tough enough. Like that's some fucked up shit. I mean, nowadays, Nowadays that we none of that stuff flies. That's why we have human labor laws and shit like that. Like, like that's like a job. Like, all right, you're gonna run this machine. Okay, you're gonna teach me this machine? Fuck you. I've been working here for 40 years. I'm gonna teach you how to work this machine. But oh, then <laughs> someone teach you how to run the machine? Yeah, but that was 40 years ago. I'm not fucking helping. You're trying to take my spot. It's like it's just a fucking machine. Do I I don't want to get my hand crushed as a machine? Eh, you'll figure it out. Like, you know, it's like this. <laughs> yeah, you know, it makes me wonder have
0: Hogan never went back to that territory to train, the entire business would have been different.
1: Yeah, imagine like if that Hogan would have took his bag and left. Well, he would have been the <laughs> bass player for Metallica. Remember? That's what he said. So it would have been fine. Well, brother, there's a different kind of story to that, dude. <laughs> Hogan would have been famous as a, the bass player for Metallica. It's perfectly fine. He the would have fina- been famous regardless.
0: <laughs> the season finale is coming up uh, this week. It's a bit South wrestling
1: well, I didn't see the Jim Crocker one. I mean, I'll, I'll have to catch that one, but then I'll, I'll Oh yeah, the Jim Crocker one
0: was good, especially where they talk about the um the whole cage match incident where fans try to go inside the cage. You're gonna love oh, that.
1: Okay, I'll watch it.
0: Because you know, the, sometimes at that time they never used to put barricades on the at the arena, so fans would literally just walk up to the fucking cage.
1: I mean, I I mean a lot of these territories keep using the word arena very loosely. Uh so, <laughs> yeah. Well, at least in Portland, they knew how to make it look full. <laughs> yeah, that was smart. That was very clever. Uh, you always want to make it look, you know, full. Uh, well, I, lo- I love finding out that, man, when he got photos uh, from, like, when they had shows, if there was – empty seats he had someone fix the photos to make the, like, the seats were full and i'm like and i didn't think that that was something that happened to so, like someone's like yeah here's the original photo from this like msg show that was so famous that you see on wwe well here's the actual photo and like half the seats are empty like he literally had someone like go in and, and like fix up this photo i'm like wow i mean that's crazy But you know it's perception right perception means more if you're going to say you're the biggest promotion and you have one empty seat. People are like, well, you really weren't <laughs> that big, you know. You could still have like twenty thousand people, but you know, one day we got to the... do a
0: live watch of um pro wrestling's um uh, greatest secrets. You know that shit show that came out twenty years ago. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's one like, day we got to do a live watching. You laugh know, at it. it's, it's so funny
1: it's so bad. But what's so cool is because the original show was the uh, magic's revealed, and that was fun. Yeah, and they tried to do one with wrestling, it's like. Well, this isn't gonna work this old lady is what they call a plant it's a like oh my a stunt lady a stunt old lady an old stunt lady or whatever the fuck they. yeah we gotta watch it we gotta do that be great because like that in, was, not until you know what the secrets are we're gonna tell you all the secrets is yeah they fall they, they fall on the back yeah okay this this Start guy
0: here's this guy here's bleeding but yeah. you don't really think he's bleeding for real do you Oh my god, that fucking show is just terrible. Shit, man, yep. anywho, gl- glad to do another episode again, Rob. Uh, the next one we're going to do will be predictions for 2023.
1: Okay. That'd be cool. And yes. um uh when you will we do that next week or uh, yeah, we we're doing that the... next week. Cool, cool. All All right. Right. Yes, we are. That sounds
0: good. All right, I hope you enjoyed the rest of the week, Rob. Um, we got four more weeks left of this year. Uh Christmas shopping is yeah. going on. Cool. Uh, the cold weather is here, and, yeah, everything's going pretty good.
1: Well, this is going to be, like, the first Christmas. Uh, your baby's going to be, like, really getting into, like, the gifts because he'll be able to open them, and he'll be excited. Oh, it's yeah, going to be a big deal. Oh, that's <laughs> a big that The first one's always – I mean, it's, the first real one is cool to see his, like, face. Even though he's like, oh, I'm just going to buy everything you give me. I'm going to buy everyone's presents, and start ripping up presents. But, like, it that's so much more fun for a parent. It's like because like there's like waves of exactly. like when you when you when you when, when the, your excitement as a parent, uh, right now all the stuff with Santa being Santa is a lot of fun, and once they once they get out of Santa, that's that first big one where they don't believe in Santa no more. Sorry for ruining <laughs> this. Sorry, sorry. Secrets reveal, right? Uh, <laughs> once they don't believe in Santa no more, that's that first big one as a parent. It's like, okay, they don't believe in Santa anymore. What do we make it to make Christmas still cool? And then you have that one's a big deal. I feel yeah. because it's like, all right, what do you do to see how they're growing to the next stage of their life? And that's what's really cool. I'll tell you what the next stage will be. I'm not watching Transformers.
0: That trailer came out this week, and I yarned.
1: What Transformers trailer? Rise of the Beasts. What was that? Uh, not a Michael Bay one, or oh, it's a Michael Bay one. Oh, we did. They have one a couple of years ago with the Dino bot in it. It was, it was supposed to be Grimlock. Oh no, they have or? a they have another one coming out. They have another one? Dude, Uh,
0: every single time when I watch movie trailers these days, I just need to remind myself that they need to stop with the same fucking formula that the MCU does. Please stop. It's not working anymore.
1: There there is a formula, but they're not doing like to make their own formula. I mean, they have to hit it. Marvel does Marvel's way because that works for Marvel, but that doesn't work for every single fucking franchise. (laughs) Oh, boy. We're going to dive
0: into that next week. I thank you again for Rob coming on the show. Now it's time to get out. Later, man. Later.